are here for Talk of the County. I'm Kenneth Wilson, County Administrator. Uh, we are uh, very excited uh, to be able to uh, have a conversation uh, with uh, Dr. Frederick uh, Berkeley, who's better known as Dr. B. Uh, this guy here, um, I've had the opportunity to know him uh, during his tenure here at COSI. Um, he's truly a, a gem in this community. Uh, we are very uh, fortunate to have uh, attracted him to the best county in America, Franklin <laughs> County. Um, but let's talk about um, this uh, museum. Um, you've been here since 2017, mm -hmm. and, and my time flies. Uh, this is one of the uh, best-known science museums in America. We're sitting right now in the American Museum of Natural History. Mm -hmm. um, feels like you know I'm in the remnants of uh, post-Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, but let's, uh, let's talk about the, the uh, museum itself and how uh, you've been able to um, amplify uh, the impact of the museum on uh, children, families, and even globally. You got it. Well, well first of all, um, <clears throat> County Administrator Wilson, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's an honor to serve for your county, and it's an honor that you picked me with the other esteemed guests you've had in the podcast. So thank you for having me. Um, secondly, I want to talk real quick about, um, you mentioned the best county in the country, Franklin County. I actually came here from Philadelphia working at the Franklin Institute, and I moved now to Franklin County. So I think I'm getting it right from going from Great Benjamin Franklin to now Franklin County. Um, but yeah, you, we're at COSI, the Center of Science and Industry. I've been here since 2017. And as you mentioned, we're in the American Museum of Natural History Gallery, um, which grew out of a partnership with that great institution. They're the number one natural history museum in the world. We are the number one natural, we are the number one science museum in this country. And so it's great that we have this partnership where we can have this incredible exhibition, um, two exhibitions. One's a dinosaur gallery where we're sitting. And it's just, as I get older, it always feels good to be next to really old fossils. So I don't feel that old. Um, but then we also have a separate gallery where we bring traveling content from that great institution. But to your question, you know, one of the important things from myself on the board and the team when I came here was we know that science is everywhere. I mean, if you think about it, if you close your eyes or if you wake up tomorrow morning, see if you can get throughout the entire day without specifically being impacted by science and technology. It's almost impossible. You know, the food we eat is genetically modified. I'm not judging it. The clothes you wear, that beautiful suit you're wearing. Material scientists and engineers have spent millions trying to figure out how to make it stain resistant, how we communicate through cell phones and computers, the medicines that heal our loved ones. I mean, it's all around us all the time. And so one of the important things for COSI and me was to make sure everybody had an opportunity to access this thing called science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And so moving to a new county, Franklin County, the best county in the country, we wanted to make sure that all the citizens of Franklin County had a chance to participate in COSI, um, whether they're coming here or experiencing programs that we're taking out to the community. So that's really our strategy, just to make science accessible to everyone. We like to say where they live, learn, and lounge. That's, that's, that's an uh, excellent uh, point. 
um, inclusion is uh, a hallmark uh, principle of the Franklin County Board of Commissioners, and, and we work every day uh, to try to provide opportunities for every resident to, as we say, not just survive, but thrive. Mm -hmm. And uh, being in a, uh, a position to influence um, public policy uh, decisions, uh, we're fortunate to have partnerships mm -hmm. uh, because policy alone without partners um, is not an uh, effective way to be able to be truly impactful. In mm -hmm. uh, speaking of partnerships, we've uh, partnered with you all on a, a very uh, exciting uh, program that um, started out very small mm -hmm. uh, and it's really grown. Um, let's talk a little bit about the STEM lunchbox program, the learning lunchbox. Sure, absolutely. And and I'm going to get to that. But, but before we even talk about that, because that was funded by you all graciously at, it, when the pandemic was on, I want to make sure your listeners understand that you all, Franklin County, have been supporting COSI forever, including moving from our old um, location on Broad Street, which was across, across the street from the very first Wendy's in this nation. And then we yeah. moved here on the peninsula, what we call the People's Peninsula, right here in Franklinton. Um, you all were instrumental in that, and you've been funding us consistently for different programs. But the the piece you're mentioning, which really, you know, it does warm my heart because the pandemic was a challenge for all of us. Um, and as an institution that's based on that, our the lion's share of our budget is based on ticket sales. The minute we're closed, we can't sell tickets. We can't sell tickets. We can't bring in revenue. And so we had all these ideas of what to do. And so I challenged the team to say, look, we're closed. People can't come to COSI, but we know, especially during the pandemic, which didn't cause the education gap, started to exacerbate the education gap, especially for the underserved zip codes. And then when you look at the science and engineering spaces, even broader. We said, you know what? People can't come to COSI because we're closed. We're going to put COSI in a box and get it to people, to kiddos especially, and then especially those in underserved zip codes that are even more challenged. And um, we were excited about that. And so we created a team. We had this whole concept. But these are boxes. These are physical entities with five hands-on activities. You can imagine they, there's a cost to it, right? There's a beautiful student guide that's really well curated by our design team. There's QR codes. There's video. But there's a physical cost to producing that. And you all at the Franklin County um, and the three commissioners under your leadership were the first to fund us in this program during the pandemic. And as you said, it started off small, but we have now delivered over 300,000 of these kits locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally, and specifically um, just shy of 100,000 under you all, about, about uh, three quarters of 100,000, almost 75,000, specifically funded by you all to kiddos and families right here in Franklin County. Yeah, I'm a big fan of looking at um, opportunities to uh, be innovative to uh, try something that uh, hasn't been attempted before. Mm -hmm. And this is a perfect example of a pilot project mm -hmm. that, uh, quote unquote, took off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. And it's been soaring. And to have 
partners uh, such as NASA, I couldn't have imagined um, when you all presented this ideal yeah. uh, to me. Yeah, uh, and and it's funny why you've been every. I mean, it's just a it's just amazing how. Well, and, and it's funny you say partners like NASA. So we have NASA, we have Honda, we have um, Virgin Hyperloop, we have the, the you know the EPA. And we have all these partners that are supporting different kinds of kits. And I know I think we're going to talk about the zoo later. That's great. But they all came after you all. You know, they saw the, the risk or chance you all took to say, hey, let's fund this place called COSI. We love COSI, but let's fund them during the pandemic to take these kits. And what's really important about the kits, along with it being almost like a Christmas gift for the kiddos, when you see the kids' faces, when they get the box in their hand and they open it, it is like Christmas Day for them. They're so excited. But the other really important thing and the genius of you all supporting it is when people come to Kosai, they have a great time. That's fantastic. You see the kiddos running around. You see the adults running around. You see the families. They're having a great time here. But sometimes they think, oh, well, I had a great time because I was at Kosai. I was able to do some science because I was at Kosai. But then I go back to my home or my neighborhood and, okay, maybe science is not really for me. By having that box in their house, by having that box in their front porch, in the park, in their community center, where they are actually spending the lion's share of their time, they're starting to really believe that science is actually for them. It's not a one-off field trip to this place called Kosai, but then you go back to your rest of your life. So again, the, the, you, know, you all having that vision to see why it's important to get that science stuff in the box and get it to people in Franklin County, um, just c- can't appreciate that more. Yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been amazing. Um, you know, I opened it to, to say that you you're best known as Doctor B. It's almost like uh, you you've created a, a, a another personality um, and what I and like an animated personality, which. Uh, you know, the real Dr. B is cool in person, but the animated Dr. B, uh, kids can relate because uh, you put things in, in terms that kids could understand. During a period of time when people knew so little and didn't understand uh, this virus called COVID-19, mm-hmm. uh, some of those um, explanations you were able to put together using animation uh, and we had a time where everything was so serious and people were really afraid. Mm-hmm. It was a way for them to understand how uh, a, a virus uh, creates variants. Mm-hmm. And, and so they didn't understand that, oh, this is something the world's going to end. We're never going to defeat yeah. it. And you broke it down that we've had colds and flus. This is just something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you, you've been, you know, we... We at Franklin County, as you say, during my entire tenure uh, as a part of our administration, we wanted to work with COSI, work with the zoo, work with Franklin Park Conservatory, Mm -hmm. work with all of our arts and cultural uh, and educational um, institutions to be able to invest uh, to ensure that there is inclusion and opportunity for all of our youth uh, to be exposed to things that they may not otherwise even dream of. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many communities, the library provides that. Um, 
But here in Franklin County, we've been luckily to, uh, able to make investments that we made that much broader, mm -hmm. what we've been able to expose our youth and families to, even those that, are, uh, that are, would be traditionally viewed as underserved. Well, I mean, I appreciate that point. And, and what's really nice about how you all think about it by your actions is not only do you fund us and, and you know, the, the, the botanical gardens, you know, the conservatory and the art museum and the zoo, which is great, but you also support us partnering with them. So you talked about the zoo. You know, you talked about the learning lunchbox and our kits. The most recent one we made is on zoos and zoology, so kiddos can understand the whole arc of zoos and zoology, mm. animal husbandry, um, cons conservation for the planet. And you all funded us and the zoo to actually work together. And so not only do you fund these wonderful programs across Franklin County, across a whole a series of sectors, but you also promote, support us collaborating, which is really important because you talked about that cultural sector. We win as a community if every kiddo, every adult, every citizen has access to the spread and continuum of stuff. It's not just good that they access the art museum, or it's not just good that they access the zoo, or that they just access COSI, but as you said, that the whole kind of cultural ecosystem, that that's part of their experience is critical to helping them be the best humans that they can be. So again, kudos to you all. Yeah, public-private partnerships are mm -hmm. uh, one thing that uh, makes this community uh, run. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're able to uh, punch above our weight class mm -hmm. and, and be able to do things that people say, wow, Columbus, Ohio is doing that. Columbus, yeah. Ohio is the only uh, place that's hosting both a men's and women's NCAA tournament game uh, at yep. the same time. Um, you know, we, we're not necessarily, you know, known for professional sports, mm -hmm. but uh, you can have a day where you can have the Columbus crew, mm -hmm. shout out to the crew, MLS <laughs> champions, twice, uh, three times, three, three times, three times, that's three right. times three MLS times. champions. They got three stars now oh, on, yeah. the, on the logo. Um, and our beloved uh, uh, Columbus Clippers, which mm -hmm. this is a, a community gym, mm -hmm. um, and the Blue Jackets are all there in an area that uh, you never would have imagined that mm -hmm. you would have. That'd be a hub mm -hmm. for entertainment, sports, mm -hmm. and action. Mm -hmm. You got. Well, I have a funny Blue Jacket story. Can I share my Blue Jacket story? Go ahead. Yes, so we all. So, so I'm from. Uh, you know this, but for your listeners, I'm from Montreal, Canada. So, if you're born and raised in Montreal, Canada, just like if you're from the state of Ohio, you support the Ohio State Buckeyes. If you're from Montreal, Canada, you support the Montreal Canadiens, the winningest hockey team in the history of the NHL. And I accepted the position here at COSI in in August of 2016, and then, but I was embargoed. And then I came in November for the announcement here in Columbus. And the day I came for the announcement in Columbus was the day after your Blue Jackets, which are now my Blue Jackets, beat my Montreal Canadiens 10 to 0, the worst whooping wow. they've had in the history of the organization. Wow. So that converted me. I'm, a, I'm now a Blue Jackets fan, although every now and then I'll... I'll print my Montreal Canadiens jersey underneath the, the CBJ jersey. Hey, just hey, hey, keep hey, my hey. DNA clean. You got, yeah, <laughs> hey, I, I'm, uh, I'm a, uh, 
you know we, we serve on many boards together. I, I served a tenure on the sports commission. That's right. And it was always um, a, a well-known fact that uh, Ken Wilson is a is a, a Michigan State University Spartan. <laughs> and, Fair uh, enough. I can't I can't run I can't run. I see the that. green kerchief in your uh, pocket. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I bleed green, literally. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a Spartan and an Ohio University Bobcat, so that that kind of gets Double me green, in most yeah. places. Yeah, and then none of us like that that school that uh, wears maize and blue. <laughs> Although they're they're a national champion, on uh, we got to we got to we got to live with that until yeah. we do something about it on the football yeah. field. Till the Buckeyes get another crack at them. Yep, fair uh, enough. Until they come to the horseshoe. It's a long wait, though. Fair enough. be a long wait. But yeah. let's get back to talk of the county. Uh, this is, and, uh, but the promo suggested when I rolled this out, we were going to talk about everything. So mm -hmm. digressing is something that's going to become with the territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about, you know, uh, your Emmy, your Emmys, mm -hmm. uh, your Golden Globes of, uh, uh, and, and such, you sure. know, being a dynamic president, CEO of a, of an art museum, but you seem to work, you able to work in uh, being Dr. B. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to get to that, but it's funny you talked about digressing. One of the hallmarks of COSI, as I mentioned earlier, is we know, not believe, we know that science is everywhere and for everyone. And so we think creatively of how can we access people who might not be interested in science. So we were talking about sports, but I want to make sure your listeners know, because again, you know this, we have a robust partnership with both Columbus Blue Jackets and the crew. And the next time you go to see a Columbus Blue Jackets game at Nationwide Arena, there's a massive space about as big as this room that's called the COSI CBJ Fan Zone, and it's all about the science of sports. Why is that important? Because a lot, you know, people love two things across the planet, sports and food. You may not be you may not even be an athlete, but you probably watch some kind of sport. Yeah. And we all like to eat yeah, regardless of what our, our interests are, right? Blood. So you can connect to people through sports that might not think they're to science, but when you make the science come alive. So we have a partnership there. And similarly with the crew, we're building a robust partnership with everything from videos to the science of soccer or science of hockey to hands-on activities that show the science. So so we digress, but there was a little bit of intent there. So so thanks for that. Now in terms of the Emmys, that's really interesting. So we have two what we call creative media products, a TV show called QED with Dr. B. That's in partnership with PBS WOSU affiliate. That's a 30-minute primetime television show. They have me go around the country interviewing scientists on a bunch of different topics. And the premise of that is, you know, there's a lot of science shows out there, but one of the things that COSI and our team does really well is it takes science, sometimes difficult concepts, and sometimes the scientists or engineers who are using a vocabulary that's really complicated, big fancy words, and we at COSI and our education science team, we're really good at breaking it down, not making you feel little or small, but getting you to understand it. So that's the TV show. The other piece is an animated series that you alluded to earlier. It's called Dr. B in Three. And that was really about, and I love how you framed up the, the piece we did on variants and COVID, and we've done stuff on genetically modified organisms, why we travel to space, climate science, artificial intelligence, you know, diversity inclusion. We've done a whole series in, the, in these, these three-minute animated um, videos. But the reason why we did animation and the reason why we did three minutes is people are busy. 
People got to get their day on. They got to go to work. Mm-hmm. Kids got to go to school. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, you don't always have the luxury of watching an hour and a half documentary on something. We know people like sound bites. TikTok has proved that. So while we're not as short as five or seven seconds, these are three minute videos. But in three minutes, we literally can unpack what seemingly could be a complicated science or engineering concept and get you to understand it and get you to feel good and keep it moving. And the reason why we animate it is one, the animated Dr. B is way cooler, as you said, than the real Dr. B. So instead of filming me, my team, because they're so creative, they came out, it's called a puppet, the animated character, they call that a puppet. My team came up with a puppet, and that's what we do. And, and so kids like it, but it's important to understand, Dr. B and three, adults like it as well. Now to your point about the Emmys, we won three Emmys for these products, three for the TV show and three for the animated series. And the reason why I'm most proud about that because the Emmys, which is the highest award in television around the world, period, they have decided that science communication is important and whoever's doing it well, we're going to recognize it. So yeah, it's fun that we have some trophies up on the wall there um, in another part of the building. But more than that, I'm just proud that the Emmys are recognizing. You know, we're coming out of this pandemic when people are scrambling for science information. They didn't know where to go. You Google, you get a massive information. How do you know what's right and not what's right? And finally, you know, we love basketball. We love football. We love television. We love acting. We love sports. We love entertainment. But it's nice that the Emmys said, you know what, we want to shine a light on on this science stuff because that's important too. And so we're really proud about that. Science. Science is, you know, just a a cool thing and, uh, many people don't really realize that scientists could end up on red carpets. Or scientists could have personality and have swagger and, and, and be cool. Well, I don't know if he's talking about me, ladies and gentlemen, but if, but if I'm part of that science group, the scientist group you're talking about, I'll take it. But, but it's funny you say that, right? If you ask anybody, if you leave this building and the next hundred people you ask, you know, name, name me your favorite, your favorite singer, songwriter, dancer, or athlete. Boom, boom, boom. You get answers instantly. And again, I'm a huge sports fan. I like Beyonce, I like Jay-Z and Beyonce all the way to Celine Dion. So I like singers and dancers too. I'm not poo-pooing on entertainment. But everybody can name an actor, actress, an athlete. But if you ask the majority of people out there, name me a scientist. They struggle, they scratch their head. Then you almost always get Albert Einstein. And then if you say, okay, name me a female scientist, then they scratch their head again, and then you get Marie Curie. And you know, and then if it's Black History Month, which is coming up, you say name a scientist, bingo, there you go, say it to the camera. George Washington Carver. <laughs> there you go, right? George Washington Carver. Now, Einstein, brilliant, Marie Curie, brilliant, George Washington Carver, brilliant, amazing people. But they have one thing in common, they're all dead. And if you're trying to, to motivate and excite that next generation of scientists and engineers, you want to have them relate to people who are living with them, right? I mean, people who are into basketball are talking about LeBron James, maybe a little bit more Jordan, but they're, they're barely talking about those folks who, who passed right before mm-hmm. us. And so when you push the crowd to ask for a living scientist, then they really scratch their head, they're stuck, and you might get Neil deGrasse Tyson or Bill Nye the Science Guy. And that's it. Like five people. Around the world, that's all we know. So to your point, the fact that now on the red carpet, you got Neil deGrasse Tyson rolling through there for different events, Bill Nye the Science Guy, and now that this entertainment field is starting to see the value in celebrating the men and women 
who dedicate their lives to fighting diseases, to helping our communications, to you know, healing the planet, to all these good things. It's nice that we're finally getting that red carpet attention. There's science and everything, and you're right. It, it, this would be a, a, another Talk of the County episode just to talk about uh, a- African-American History Month coming up. And when you do think about scientists, everyone knows a little bit about George Washington Carver and my, he had so many patents. Absolutely. <laughs> so many things. And we just call him the beyond peanut, peanut butter. Yes, thank you very beyond much. Beyond peanut thank butter. He much. does so much beyond peanut butter. He's more than Jiffy. Yeah. It's Jiffy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just wild. Yeah. Keeping, and, and, and lead me to my next question. Um, keeping um, COSI relevant, mm-hmm. keeping COSI a place where uh, kids who run a lot of households say, hey, I want to go downtown to go to Kosai mm-hmm. so I can see the Barbie Museum. Hey, I want to see the Marble uh, Comics Museum. Hey, I'm Black Panther. I'm going down here and check this out. How does how do you come up with all of these ideals to to uh, make Kosai relevant, to make Kosai fresh? Join, you know, coming in, I saw the Barbie banners uh, yep. for the Barbie uh, exhibit that's just... Uh, that just left. And please, no Ken jokes. Please, no Ken jokes. <laughs> hey, I'm you got to so ride glad. the wave when it's I'm there. so glad. Ken, that, Commissioner so glad. Ken Wilson. I'm so glad that Barbie You know you like music when you got a few shots of you in the Barbie exhibit, right? I know you did. <laughs> I did not, man. <laughs> uh, but no, that, that's a great question. So a couple of things. One, we're a big building. We're about 320,000 square feet, about 190 square feet open to the public of all kinds of exhibits and experiences. We know that if you come into COSI, whatever your age, we talk about from the womb to the tomb, we got something for you. A lot of people think we're a kid's museum. We're a human being museum because science is for all of us of all ages. And so we have a lot of stuff here. But when you want to attract people in to come back over and over, you got to bring some fresh creative content to your point. So we have a series of exhibitions that are called traveling exhibits. And so Marvel, you mentioned one. King Tut was another one. Barbie is another one. Um, etc. And the next one we're opening in early March, Titanic is another one. When you bring these big known topics that get people excited, they're like, you know what? I went to Kosai. I saw the dinosaurs about a year or two years ago, but I've not seen Barbie exhibit. Let me check that out. Or like you said, I'm into Black Panther or all the Marvel characters, Captain America. I'm going to come to that. So it's a great way of refreshing the content in our institution so that we can keep bringing back people who've seen it, and then attract new people who probably thought, that's not for me. So for instance, you might be into comics. You probably never really thought you were into science. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But if you got the Marvel exhibition at COSI, you're going to come and see that. But what do you do after you finish that last gallery in the Marvel exhibit? You walk around the rest of the museum, and so you start seeing other stuff. Same thing like Barbie. You know, you got all these kids, adults, and, and, then, and then girls in general were coming through excited, but then they would leave the exhibition and they would be in the dinosaur gallery, or they'd be somewhere else, and they'd continue to enrich their, their experience. Mm-hmm. So that's why we try to, and we have a great team here, it's called our exhibit team, that goes around and shops these exhibits all around the world. So if you think King Tut, that was actually created by a German group, even though it's an Egyptian exhibition. Marvel was created by three different companies um, from around the world, three different countries got together. Barbie exhibit, that was created here in the US, but there's different companies that produce these products, and we shop and see what, what's the best, coolest, most fun content we can get. Yep, you and I can uh, just got a team doing that. Um, 
uh, let's talk a little bit about um, Kosai After Dark. Hmm. That's another uh, way that people can see science differently. After Hours, Adult yep. Only. Yeah, I mean that's so. So the premise there is, you know, how do we get that twenty-one to thirty, thirty-five hip crew, hip crowd into a place like Coastside, right? And they were like, okay, we're gonna come up with this after dark program. Um, we're gonna have alcohol, beer, wine, full bar always helps to get the young adults in there, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was a way of getting them to get their fun on, get their science on, run around the museum, enjoy stuff without bumping into kids or, 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 or trying to displace kids from the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it started off, how does a museum like ours get that crowd? Because normally we're good with kids, we're good with families, and we're good with the much older audience. How do we get that? And so we had a huge success. And then we realized that, wait a minute, 21 to 35, we had people who were almost 40 who wanted to come. So then we went 21 to 40. Then we're like, we had people in the 40s who wanted to come. Then we had people in the 50s. So now it's just 21 plus. Because people plus. of all ages, and the last one we had two Thursdays ago, we had over 2,000 people here. Over wow. 2,000 people here from 7 to 10 p.m. learning about science, learning about a topic. We have different themes each month. Um, learning about those themes. We have music, um, a DJ, um, as I said, so some, some great food and, and even better beverages. And they, it's really funny because you can tell they really like being in a science museum. But now it's cool because you're with other right, adults right, and it's right. not like, you know, you with your little niece and nephew pretending like the exhibit's <laughs> not for you, like, but it's really for <laughs> you. So you really like. it's been a huge success to increase COSI to a wider audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, you know, every, you, you have that spouse that um, is um, uh, kind of a closet geek. And they really love science, but how to how when is the appropriate time (laughs) to to have them come and not bump into uh, the little kiddos? Because we don't want to bump into the kiddos. We need the kiddos to have a space. Mm -hmm. Um, And you you have such cool concepts. This talk of the county should be a promo for COSI. All the cool things you can do. So, Uh, you know, you all just I think you all just recently or it's coming up um, the science behind body art. That's the one. That's the one get, that. That's getting, the one that was know, two Thursdays ago. Getting yeah. tatted up, you yeah. could leave here with a with a with a with a tattoo on your face like Mike, but Tyson, but you might can wipe it off after it's <laughs> over. Because I think I read the fine print. That's and you right. You couldn't get any permanent ink when you were here. But that's you, right. But you made a lot of connections, and a lot of tattoo artists were here. So if you did want to get a tattoo, you got their card or their information, and you were able to follow up with them. But yeah, that was called. Um, we called that one body modification. So everything from tattoos to designs to piercings, oh, etc. Um, the piercings. whole gamut. I'm yeah. scared of piercings. Yeah, I got a phobia. We, we didn't have piercing guns. Yeah, you, I got a phobia with a piercings. A couple of earrings or, or belly buttons. Yeah, we, piercings, didn't, we didn't have piercings, that for piercings, piercings, piercings. But Ooh. just really talking. Actually, what was interesting is it wasn't just about kind of the art itself, but really showcasing the history, where did this come from, the different cultures that are into this. Because, you know, that's not just an American thing. Across mm-hmm. the globe, people have been you know, putting tattoos and yeah, all kinds of important yeah. symbolic um, uh, messaging on their skin and whatnot. So it was very interesting. We had about, I think about 2,400 people at our peak. Wow, that's quite a turnout. Yeah. Quite a turnout. I knew it It seemed very interesting. And then we talked about you, uh, you broke down the, the science of alcoholic spirits and, and, and that it takes science to create mm-hmm. bourbon. Yep. 
yep. uh, take science to create uh, beer. Yep. You know, you all, you know, you have a very uh, important job. You could be bringing thousands of guests here um, every day. Uh, it leads me to a fun question because we have a little fun on talking mm-hmm. to county. We find out things about uh, our dynamic leaders here that they may not uh, people wouldn't know anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, is your beverage of choice lemonade, beer, bourbon, or chardonnay? Which oh what, man, what, what's your, what's your, so a when you're kicking back, of course, and you know, adult in moderation. And Absolutely, such. moderation is the key. Um, so one, I'm a very social person, so I'm a little chameleic, you know, if, if I'm with people who are, you know, uh, mini sommeliers or they really love their wine, I can pick a wine that, that I really like. If I'm, if I'm hanging with some folks who, um, I'm more on the, the brown beverage side, if it's in the Caribbean, it might go rum. Right. If it's in the U.S., it might go whiskey and bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's international, I might pick single malt scotch. So my all-time favorite um, adult beverage is a single malt scotch. But being a scientist, um, and, and I, by the way, I'll, uh, for, our, for um, full transparency, I started drinking alcohol late in life. So I never did that college. We didn't grow up in a house with alcohol, so we didn't have alcohol around. So as I became an adult, I never drank. Mm-hmm. All through college, I was forever the designated driver because I never drank <laughs> um, second degree. I only started drinking after 30 years old. And so the good news is um, there's a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> the other good news is my, my kidney and liver are, are clean. That's but, good, good shit. Um, but when I started to, to think about beverages, you know, being a scientist, I got into exactly what you said, the science of fermentation and not just fermenting, but mixology. Like, how do you make a good cocktail? You know, why does that cosmopolitan taste good? Why does that Sazerac taste good? And so I really got into the science and chemistry mm-hmm. of alcohol and started playing around making my own my own bitters, making my own flavors, my infusions, et cetera. So, you know, depending on the crowd, I can basically find something I really like. But if you ask me, Frederick, I'm bringing you a bottle to keep on your shelf for a few years. Single, single malt. malt scotch is you my go-to. You heard it here, single malt scotch. And, and because you started drinking later in life after you had finished your, you know, your educational endeavors and on your way to a career, you were a, a more selective drinker. So yes. you avoided to drink anything in life that many uh, uh, youth go through. It's funny you say that. Drinks known I as can't. jungle juice. It's you, uh, Dr. B didn't have any jungle juice. <laughs> it's funny you say that because, you know, I mean, I must have had a hangover maybe once or twice in my life, you know, over the last 20 years or so. But I've never had that. You know how people talk about, oh, my gosh, the hangover stuff. Because I started drinking older when I was a professional. I had an income. So I was buying, not necessarily always top shelf stuff, but buying better stuff. And the reason why that's important is the stuff that's cheap is not cheap by accident. It's cheap because it's made faster, quicker, without all the extra distillation, without all the extra filtering processes. So a lot of the impurities and chemicals don't get filtered out. And that's why you feel like crap the next morning. Right, and so, so you're right. So I've had the, the privilege to yeah, be a, a little yeah, bit um, yeah. soft, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that was I'm wise. Maybe you, you should add that. You should do a three three minute Doctor B episode on why quality matters in when you're drinking. It, 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 it you really might not, does. You might not be sick. Yeah, if yeah, you drink it's true. Better stuff and yeah. less of it. Yep. 
Yep. You heard that here. Drink better stuff and, and less, less of, of it. it. Yep. That's the that's the word for 2024. Drink better stuff and less of it. Mm-hmm. See what you get from talk of the county. You get tips on all kinds of things. <laughs> Interviewees like Dr. B. Let's get back well, to Wait a minute, wait a minute. I can't let you off the hook. You can't. I know this is your show and you're running it, but you can't ask me my favorite beverage without sharing what your favorite beverage is for, for the county to know what its leader likes to sip on. In my uh, free adult time, uh, which you don't get a lot enough of probably <laughs> because I haven't become a master of understanding the art of work-life balance. Mm-hmm. But when I do kick back, uh, I'm a, a, a bourbon fan. Okay. I div- okay. I've, 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 over time, yes. you know, when you, when you are my age, you've gone through many different trends of drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, that trendy thing, sure, whatever, sure, you sure. know, the cool drink. The Hennessy, the Kavazi. All, all of that, that, you know, the, the, the you know, grapes only, no other yeah, fruit, yeah. you know, the, brand, the brandies or whatever mm-hmm. you thought was a cool drink mm-hmm. uh, of the day, you know. The Grey Goose Vodkas, you know, all <laughs> of that, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it's marketing, folks. It's marketing. Fair enough. That, Fair that, enough. that, that leads us to our decisions. And then, as you say, when you have... When college students don't have any money, they drink Liquid. bottom shelf. <laughs> they drink bottom shelf. Yeah. They you go on any college campus in America, and you see bottom shelf drinks of different sorts, or or those that go to places uh, on spring break. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a smorgasbord of lower quality mm-hmm. liquors in the Cancuns of the world mm-hmm. when college students are enjoying themselves. So. I, I would say right now uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a bourbon guy. Okay, that is uh, my my drink of choice. Okay, um, and okay, beach or mountains? Beach. I'm beach as well, um, and that's coming from you. You um, get to travel quite a bit internationally in yeah. your role here uh, as the CEO of COSI. Uh, we got to wrap up here. I, I've got to sign because uh, we could talk at least an hour and, and still have plenty mm-hmm. left because there's so many exciting things going on in, in, in the walls of, of COSI. And there are so many uh, things that you have to do to make this place cool. Uh, but, uh, you know, coming uh, to the end of our conversation, talk about a little bit about your opportunities for international travel and why and then uh let's tell the listeners if you can uh what's next for cosi what's the next bit things for cosi even if you're talking high level vision strategic sure sure so so i can lump those two together because the international work that we have the privilege of doing um is growing um, hand and fist out of what's next for COSI. And what I mean by that is we're an amazing building here. We're in Franklin County. First and foremost, we support Franklin County. You know, you got to know where, where your bread is buttered. Um, charity begins at home. So we want to make sure we have a great product, i.e. COSI experience here in Franklin County. Then we go in concentric circles throughout the rest of the 87 other counties for the great state of Ohio. Now we're doing stuff outside of Ohio in other states, and now we're doing stuff internationally. 
And sometimes people ask me, well, why are you outside Ohio? Why are you outside international? Well, first of all, as we said twice already on this program, science is everywhere and for everyone. So whether you're in Toledo, Taiwan, or Texas, if COSI can give you an experience, good on COSI and good for the people who can get, who can get those experiences. Um, two, um, we're a nonprofit. And so we raise money. Again, shout out to Franklin County for being always there first to, to fund us on different programs. Um, but we need to consistently raise money. Well, your capacity to raise money is connected to the value of your product, how good you are, how people see you, but also your brand awareness and recognition. If you're now known as working with states outside of the Ohio region, where state officials and governors are funding you for your Columbus, Franklin County-based product, that gets everybody in this region to say, hey, wait a minute, COSI is doing cool stuff. If you're in Alaska, if you're in Texas, if you're in Florida, which are three states, for example, where we are delivering product, everything from our videos to our kits to hands-on interactives for kiddos and adults in those regions through partnerships, people locally in Ohio are like, hey, who's that person? Yeah, right. Then when you're doing this internationally and other countries are, are looking at us, and so we were chatting before we started, and I think that's how you knew I'd like beaches, is I just got back from Barbados because I was at the U.S. Embassy, and they're funding COSI to deliver our educational programs in Barbados. And because the Barbados U.S. Embassy oversees the Eastern Caribbean, it's not just Barbados. They're funding us to do work in Barbados, to do work in Antigua, and do work in Dominica. That's brand promotion, brand awareness. And so the more you can do that and the more visibility you get, the easier it is to fundraise from individual donors, to fundraise from corporations that want to be part of that, to fundraise from public um, institutions, because they start to, to really appreciate your brand. But again, we always make sure we have our best and biggest impact, if you will, right here where, where our, our foundation is, which is Central Ohio. Kids, science is cool. Uh, Dr. B, in his line of work, gets to spend time uh, in the same country as Rihanna spends time in the group up. That's right. I'm trying to work out a science so, experiment with her. Connection between Dr. B and Rihanna on the same beaches. You Dr. heard it B, here, folks. Dr. B and Riri on the great podcast right here with Commissioner. <laughs> oh, that's okay. So wrapping up uh, our podcast, uh, COSI is looking uh, towards 60 years. It's a half a century plus 10. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, 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 so as was mentioned, we were opened across the street from the very first Wendy's in 1964 on Broad Street, just down the street. And then we moved here in 2000. And so you nailed it, Administrator Wilson. We are celebrating our 60th birthday, March 29th. 2024, and we are planning 12 months of robust programming for this great community that has supported us all these years to say, hey, your co-sign has grown up. We are, I like how you put it, we are half a century plus 10. <laughs> I love that. So yeah, so we have a lot of activities. You know, some will start a little bit before March 29th, kind of as a setup, but everything from our Catalyst event, which is our celebration of the John Glenn Inspiration Award. We're doing a special one for the 60th to our Science Festival, which you know a lot about. We're doing special 60th to the Color of Science program with a special 60th edition to all kinds of other programs we're doing 
to, you know, 60 for 60. You want to give $60,000 for 60, for 60 students that are coming out of our program as a scholarship goal to you name it. We have a lot of fun around the 60th, but really it's been a, it's been a pleasure to, to have six great decades for this institution for this reason. We need to bring in Dr. J. Julius Irvin. Six was his number. His yeah, yeah, I love that. And the 76ers, yeah. so we can play on that too. Yeah, yeah, you got you, you got connections. You got connections. <laughs> How long has the um, this I guess the cycle on the wire been around? That's a good question. So in the old Kosai, um, we had a, a bicycle on a wire. Now it wasn't there first when we opened in 1964. I'd have to go back and check it. But shortly thereafter, we've had a bike there, and then when we moved here, we've had it. So um, you know. I know the podcast is coming close to end. If you want to get your ride on, we can strap you up and put you into the cycle and, and just see how, oh, how closely connected and how much you believe in sciences for everyone, I, including... I had to ask. <laughs> including our administrator. I had to ask. Did not. But I, I've always associated COSI with the, the, the bicycle on a wire. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's been so many other dynamic things added over the years. So Absolutely. Um, when I first moved to Central Ohio, I related to COSI with the cycle on the wire. Mm -hmm. And then across the street, all I, I very soon learned that it was the original Wendy's. That's right. Very first uh, Wendy's the, in the country. The original Wendy's. The, yep. the original the, the original Frost. In, in fact, are you ready for this? You for 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 25 cents for, for as a kid and 50 cents as an adult. You would go to this place called Kosai, and then you'd hang out there for an hour to three hours, whatever it was. And then you'd go across the street for 10 cents for a hamburger. How about that? That was wild. 10 cent Wendy burger. Wow. 10 cent. Uh, Franklin County got a whole a thing with dimes, I guess. But the, the burger didn't stay 10 cent at Wendy's. <laughs> but you can go to Huntington Park on Dime a Dog Night and get you a 10 cent hot dog. There so we go. Franklin County still has... Uh, some protein for 10 cents on a bun for 10 cents. Yep. Well, uh, anything else as that you would like to provide to podcasters? Uh, fun fact about Dr. D. Absolutely. Well, fun fact about COSI first. Um, listeners, please understand how amazing our county leadership is from Administrator Wilson to the three county commissioners. I'll tell you COSI story. Our highlight for 2023, and we've done all kinds of stuff happened to COSI last year. We were on a tier. Our highlight was being invited to the White House because we won the highest award that these United States gives to a museum. It's called the National Medal, and it's always given at the White House by the First Lady. Well, we won that award for the, for the arc of programmatic initiatives we do. But fundamental in that was our educational outreach through our videos, the Dr. Bean Threes you met, mm -hmm. but especially the learning lunchboxes, the hands-on kits. And so we were invited by the White House. We were in what's called the Yellow Room with a few other women across the country of this esteemed award. And part of the reason why we got it is because you all were the first to invest in that KIT STEM learning program. 
And we were able, I know you were not available, but we were able to take Commissioner Erica Crowley to the White House with us. And so she was there when Dr. Jill Biden presented me and a colleague of mine and our board chair on stage the award. So I want your listeners to understand how great this county is to support educational institutions, impactful institutions, everything from shelter to food to education to healthcare. Um, they do it in such a grand way that institutions can win the highest award in the nation. And so I want to really thank you for that. And then fun fact for Dr. B, um, I have a collection of Chuck Taylors. I wear them all the time. So if you catch me out there and you have a cool Chuck Taylor idea, feel free to tell me, tweet it to me, email me, share some photos of it. But I'm a scientist that likes to wear fun sneakers. All right. Tweet any channels of social media, Dr. B with Chuck Taylor ideals. What's your handle? Um, well, you can use COSI, uh, you get, well, www.COSI, or you can use hashtag Dr. B in three. You can use hashtag COSI science. Any one of those will get to me. So hashtag COSI science, hashtag COSI, hashtag Dr. B in three. Um, we'll keep the light on for you here. Promise. All right. Holla at Dr. B. That's what you, because you can, you, I'm sure if you got a question about science or or Chuck Tail ideal. Uh, I I know you are uh, truly there for the people in 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 COSI is a every resident every day institution as well, just like Franklin County. Absolutely. So as, as we wrap up, uh, I will say in closing, be yourself because nobody else has time to. I love that. And if you want some after. On podcast footage, check out what we're about to do because I'm going to put the great administrator, Ken Wilson, on the science map right now. Oh, I'm ready for it. I need a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> <laughs>